Hello and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing CECA podcast in the entire Fox Chapel wow, area. you really condensed that. Yeah, we have a new uh, acronym. It's, it's trendy, it's cool. <laughs> Can you say it again? No. We're getting, t-shirt, <laughs> we're getting t-shirts soon though. And we're joined, I'm joined as ever by uh, the Reverend Benjamin Morpey. Hello. Greetings. Hello. And also we're joined, special treat today, by The Listener, by Jim Edwards. <laughs> Salutations to all. We're in the house of Jim right now. And I think it should be known that if you do are recognized as the listener of the podcast, you get to be on the podcast. Yes. That might be the reward. It's a, it's a punishment reward. Like so <laughs> much of the Christian reward. faith. <laughs> it's like, really? Is this a reward? Okay. Uh, James, would you read for us? Certainly. Second Samuel 7, 1 through 17. The Lord's covenant with David. Now when the king lived in his house and the Lord had been given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. In all places where I have moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to me, to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from the following, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may dwell in their own place, and to be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more. And formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will rise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made Sure forever before me, your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words, in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Time. Thank you very much. That's great, Jim. What's, what translation are you reading? This is uh, the ESV. ESV. You have ESV? I have an ESV. I have an NRSV. So I was just curious. It's helpful to... Sometimes it's helpful to read different translations, but then you have to follow along with... Yeah. Uh, uh, the different 
Well, I just Syntax heard, I just heard of one called The Passion. I've not seen this yet. The a translation? Pa- yeah, The Passion Translation. I've not heard of that. So that's worth checking out. I, I just heard of it last week. Is it worth checking out? Yes. Okay. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not saying it's worth having. It's worth looking into. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's always worth looking into a new translation of the Bible. Uh, so this is really interesting. You know, we've got this series, it's called I Will, The Promises of God. We are inundated with I Wills. And if you include the shalls as well, shalls and wills, there's just loads of them. I can't count them. There's at least 10 uh, in this short passage. And so that's telling us clearly this is a, a promise-heavy passage uh, of Scripture. And it, it looks as though this begins with, with David in a comfortable position in verse 2. He dwells in a house of cedar, reflecting on the nature of, of where God dwells in a tent and seeing that it's clearly, um, you know, he's doing better than God. That's not right, he reasons. Nathan says in verse 3, yeah, good idea. And then verse 4, the same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Oh, no, you know. One of those moments. Got to backtrack. Yeah. Okay. I should probably have spoken to God first before approving <laughs> of your plan. <laughs> well, it shows that it was a good idea. Like on paper, this was a mm-hmm. uh, this idea of David's probably was a good idea, and he's trying to honor God. And Nathan the prophet says, "Yeah, sure, but God has a better idea." Yes. Like sometimes our good ideas can be in opposition to God's better ideas. Ooh. That's helpful. You get the live spine tingling sensation of a, of a wolpiasm <laughs> there, Jim. That's a treat for you. I see, I see the interaction in the flesh here, uh, socially distanced at that, but uh, no, it's, it's it's definitely palpitating. Yeah, <laughs> quite a word there. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, good point. Well made. This is really interesting. And then. Uh, the Lord announces himself, L-O-R-D, capital letters, the name of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always a flag that a promise is coming because it's the covenant name of God. The God who makes promises is about to speak. Would you build me a house to dwell in? I've not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel. And, and then he moves on to say, I will build you a house, which is really yeah. funny. I just can't find the verse right now. Um, but he says, I'll build you a house. Is it verse 10? Uh, uh, no, but anyway, he says it somewhere. Verse yeah. 10, and I will appoint a place yeah. for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. Mm. So, so Yahweh is flipping this on its head and saying, and this is lovely, you want to do this nice thing for me, but I will do the nice thing for you. Mm-hmm the epitome of Eastern hospitality, just really nice, uh, generous, once again, God providing for his people. Um, so let's, let's look into it <clears throat> verse by verse and see how David's feeling and what he's learning about God. Uh, a little bit of history and a bit of future going on, right? So, verse 7. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't want a house. <laughs> yeah. Not, not discounting that God from before all time has never lived in a house, but he's relating to David the history of his own people mm. and saying that throughout the history of Israel, I've never had a house, um, I've never had a, a dwelling place, that's, but I've moved with my people. Um, right. And I've, I've been mobile and I've, I've gone 
where I've led you. Um, and did I never, I never, did I ever speak a word with any of the judges of Israel? Uh, why have you not built me a house? Travel light to hunt orcs. <laughs> that's that kind of the idea. Of Certainly, being... that's godly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> certainly. We've got a Lord of the Rings reference out now, so we've just got Mumford and Sons to do, and then we've done our scriptural study. Great. Uh, you look at this sense here of uh, God reminding them, look, I've been with you. We've not needed this house. Pasture, sheep, I've been with you. I've been with you wherever you went, verse 9, and I've cut off your enemies. And, and then the promises start to flow. So we've got a history. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And now... Here's what's coming next, verse 10. I'm going to establish you. Mm. I wonder what we think when we see promises from God uh, in our own life. I wonder what our instincts are when we see a crazy promise from God or a wild promise from God or even just a, a, a sort of very simple one. Mm. I wonder what our thoughts are or instincts are. Sometimes I find I struggle with the overfamiliarity of it all, too. Of like, you know, I grew up in the church and uh, have heard scripture my whole life and kind of know these things. But the overfamiliarity with the ideas kind of is a barrier to really knowing god's promises sometimes so sometimes i feel entitled to them mm. like well of course god would do this to me because that's who he is and that's who i am and uh like why would he not do that mm. um so i catch myself thinking that sometimes i've always struggled with the idea of earning something even mm. a promise rather than a free gift more of an exchange and then having to put that out of my mind and definitely with the walk now I say that when I hear a promise from God or an expectation it's that it's going to be fulfilled without doubt mm. Mm. and that faith aspect rather than works mm. and, uh, and, and then I see that played out in the Bible so often especially with those that when they got into trouble with God or they stepped overstepped something was just not following the instructions of a promise whether or not it was to take something in battle or to to not strike the rock. Certain things were instructed and then it was always our own part saying, well, I need to do something different instead of just rely upon the promise. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And so we take out an insurance policy in case God doesn't fulfill his yeah, promise. Yeah, or, or add writers to it yeah. as well. Like, you know, this is conditional upon me doing this mm. or or whatever. Conditions precedent, I think, technically. Is that the legal mumbo jumbo? Well, it's not mumbo jumbo, it's established law. But <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. <laughs> mumbo jumbo. None of this nonsense. There's, uh, we live in a culture where there's obviously promises are made all the time, and we've, we've joked about commercial promises in certain local mattress based businesses. Um, and, and yet, you know, promises are made. We make promises in our marriage. We, we, contracts are made all the time. I guess contracts are written down because we don't trust people, but we feel mm. once it's written, then we can trust it. Um, everyone has terms and conditions uh, all the time. And um, 
here's here's a book that that I'm reading at the moment. Ben, you've read it. Mark Sayers, Reappearing <clears throat> Church, and he talks a lot about promises. And uh, he, I'll just read this little passage from him. The sense of growing dissatisfaction in our time is growing in proportion to the promises of our Western consumerist culture, which has promised to deliver us both social and personal utopia. Previous ages understood that happiness and lasting pleasure might be elusive, yet we now inhabit a media-drenched landscape in which endless promises of improvement accompany us throughout our lives. These promises are a post-Christian vision of personal renewal, emptied of the transcendent. We now reach for reduced visions of the good life, from the quest for physical health to the quest for safety and emotional security in an increasingly risky world. Mm. you recognise any of that in, in our lives? Yeah, that idea of reaching for utopia or perfection or satisfaction through material things. I mean, that's just a marketing ploy if it's not the gospel. Mm. <laughs> like anything short of the eternal Lord who uh, sent his son to die for us. Uh, anything short of that that says, I'm going, to, I'm going to be the one that satisfies you and brings you life and happiness and the good life. It's just marketing. It's just lies. <laughs> it's just trying to sell us something. Yeah, but that's the gig, isn't it? That's, yeah. the, that's the deal with an advertisement. You know, here's this picture of this man or this family or whatever. And, and you could be this guy if you would only buy our product. Yeah. Um, you know, L'Oreal, you're worth it. <laughs> like, it, it you're, you need to give us this money. You're, you're worthy to give us a hundred bucks. And then, and then usually something will happen, an amazing transformation will occur of some kind. Your skin will get tight and, and you'll look good. Whatever. It's the same, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Buy a thing and then you'll be happy. Yet we have what, what God offers us and through Christ, it's, it's the opposite. <clears throat> you know, it's saying that mm-hmm. we get the gift, the sacrifice that's already been made and there's not a a price that we have to pay on our side that it's mm. already it's already been paid. Yeah. yeah, it's the complete opposite of the consumeristic ideal that then we have to pay the price to get what we want out of it, and uh, it's no, we simply yeah. have to accept it. And it's, it's how interesting. Good word. Yeah, so promises really are about gifts, but we've mm. hijacked this whole prom- promise concept and turned it into something commercial and and, and transactional in yeah. that respect. Interesting. Yeah. Not only is it a gift, but God flips expectations on their head. Like when David says, I want to build you a house, God says, no, I'm going to build you a house. Mm. And completely out of the blue, unexpected, undeserved, unasked for, God says, I want to give you this gift. Yeah, that's right. He, he, so I, I, we actually I found it. It's verse 11. I'll yes. make you a house, which is just funny. Um, but now I think he's playing a little bit with this word house uh, as both a building, temple, and, and a dynasty, a dynasty yeah. of, um, of, of descendants, a lineage like the House of Windsor, yeah. which, um, you know, the queen made up last name because she had a German name and it wasn't very <laughs> popular during the war. But, uh, you know, households. Yeah. I was captain of Kennaway House at school. 
great house of Kenaway, that kind of thing. So playing with this idea of both a building and a, 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 a whatever. Hogwarts houses. Hogwarts house, yeah. a Hogwarts thing. Um, when your days are fulfilled, I'm in verse 12, you will lie down with your fathers and I will raise up your offspring. Ding, 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 ding. There's that word again. Yeah. Okay, this is a singular. descendant, singular. Um, who shall come from your body and I will establish <coughs> his kingdom. But okay, it was Jesus, clearly. Verse 13, he shall build a house. Hang on a minute. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Solomon. Maybe yeah. it's his son. He's going to build a temple. We know Solomon does it. And I will establish his, the throne of his kingdom forever. Hang on a minute. That's eternal. <laughs> and it's a, there's this thing yeah. going on. But hang on a minute. Is this, is this the next generation? Is this all the generations? Is this eternity? What, what plane are we on in terms of the focal plane here? Uh, the immediate, the intermediate, and the ultimate mm -hmm. promise being wound up in one here, as we've seen many times before. Um, I will be to him a father. He shall be to me a son. Clearly, it's Jesus. When he commits iniquity, ooh, <laughs> Jesus doesn't do that. Um, yeah. I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes, ding, 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 ding. This sounds like the cross <laughs> of the sons of men. Okay. And my steadfast love will not depart from him. So that does sound like Jesus. Uh, oh, can you help us out? What a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we categorize things in neat little boxes in our Western modern culture. Mm. This doesn't seem to work. Any, any help with, with the Ben Hughes style painting that we can't quite see? Is there any help? In a minute and 30 seconds. I'm not sure I'm that skilled. Uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of times scripture does carry more weight to its meaning and more meanings to its meaning. <laughs> than, than we're, we're used to or comfortable with. Mm. So I think, yeah, the idea of a physical house or a dynasty or um, a, a collective, I, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> when, when God's referring to a house, mm. when he's referring to an offspring, is he referring to Solomon or to Jesus? I think the answer is yes. Uh, and, you know, I, God's not limited by our, our, our limited understanding of, of these words and these concepts, I think. It's so funny when you look at the promises of our world and they're really calculated to sell you a product and therefore they're designed to be broken, mm. hence the terms and conditions. I've just send out a four page, you know, small print terms <laughs> and condition sheet. That's basically saying, I'm going to do everything I can to foresee every way I can break this promise and then do it and say, well, I told you I would. Yeah. And, and God is literally doing the opposite. He's distilling the whole of salvation history into like one sentence, yeah. one person. Um, that in some way, this son of David is both. Um, so if the offspring is more than one person at once, then I think, and the kingdom is more than one kingdom at once, both an earthly one and, a, and an eternal one, and he's wrapping it all up into one promise. It ought to be worth thinking about. Are we talking about more than one house here? Mm. What is the true temple? Are we still talking about bricks and mortar or something more? Mm. Um, I, I was listening to someone talk the other day about the, the temple, and they said, they were quoting Tom Wright, uh, and saying that the temple is, is, is not a place that's like the presence of God. It mm. is the presence of yeah. God. And, and therefore it's not like heaven. It is heaven. 
Mm. It's it's a place that's heaven on earth in the, in the temple, and that's why folks died when they went in there, because you're just pressing fast forward and jumping straight to judgment day and finding out whether you really belong in heaven or not. Um, well, if this house that's established is Christ who makes his dwelling with us, then heaven is on earth in the person of Christ. Mm. The presence of God is on earth in the person of Christ. And as Christ has now ascended but dwells in our hearts. Yeah, where is, where is the presence of God now? And what is the temple? Right here. What is the house? Yeah. In the words of Rafiki, it is you. He lives in you. <laughs> Rafiki said that? Rafiki said, yeah, he lives in you. Yeah, from the Lion King. Yeah, he did. Don't remember that part. Oh, it's the big bit where he goes, you know... um, So where he hits him with the head with the stick. He lives in you. (laughs) Yeah, you know the bit. You know the bit. It's been a while. Oh, that's very good. It's worth watching again. Yeah. I refuse to watch the new version, though. Yeah. But Disney accidentally gets Christological occasionally, and there's this whole movement that lives in you Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's cool. Uh, the house, this promise to build a house, is fulfilled in the church, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a physical temple, mm-hmm. and there, that was the actual dwelling place of God that Solomon built and established, and they saw God descend and dwell with it in it with His glory. And Jesus comes and he says, I will tear down this temple and raise it again in three days. He's talking about his body, his flesh, that he is the true temple. And now then Paul says, well, you are, you, plural, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Talking mm. about the church. And we are the dwelling place of God and his presence here on earth. And we're made holy by that. So I see at least three meanings of this word house. Yes. Uh, and all of them are true. The promises just keep getting bigger. Mm. With this, you know, David wants to build a house for God, quite a nice house. And God says, I'm going to build you a house. We get a temple, we get a son, we get an ultimate offspring in Jesus, and then we get to be uh, part of that house ourselves as he dwells in us and we dwell in him. Mm. And here we are meeting in parking lots, driving through for communion and winding down windows and having a sort of modicum of ameliorated church. But the actual church has not changed. Yeah. Because the house has not changed. It's his dwelling place established forever. Indeed it is. It's been very nice, Jim, to uh, join you in your house for this particular podcast. I'm astonished the children did not come in screeching and a little disappointed. You could have asked. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would, could, I could do some screeching too if it's not too late. Would you mind? Yeah. I'll be doing some tomorrow in church during, during the sun worship. All right. We'll save it for that. Uh, I, w- I would love to thank the listener for joining us, but he's literally sitting right here in front of me. <laughs> yeah. It was truly my pleasure, and uh, I'll have uh, more to consider and uh, speak, speak about offline, uh, just the whole idea of the house. and and David, and then to Solomon, and my son Solomon, and, and this house, this home that my wife insisted on us buying and moving to for a purpose and a reason without any doubt or fear, and then being able to come into the, the fold at uh, Christ Church Fox Chapel, and both of these fine men I'm seating with that have helped me 
establish my home here and keep it. There's just mm. uh, God's will is always done and the promises are fulfilled. And they reach out and I can see it here today. So thank you both so much. Yeah, your personal experience is consistent with, with the thing. Um, and, and it's not been a life without suffering. It's not been an, an easy trip through Fox Chapel, but it is a blessing to be in your house. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel, the fastest growing keka podcast <laughs> in the entire Fox Chapel area. Get the t-shirts, they're on the church website, or at least they will be by the time Bridget's heard this. Thank you for joining us. God bless.